Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. I am so excited about today's episode because this is something that I truly personally wish existed maybe 10, 20 years ago. So, so many of us starting our own business can alleviate the pain. So today's guest, Melissa Fino, is really focusing on how to overcome perfectionism and be before we will dive into you know the the fun things how to and what to melissa thank you so much for creating the time and also for specializing in something so important thank you so much for having me today this is awesome Absolutely. So before we will dive in, and I'm so eager to hear like, how did you get to where you are today? But also, how can we help the startup entrepreneurs or listen, entrepreneurs, we are all sometimes in that mentality, right? It has to be perfect or it's not getting out on the light of the world. So how we can really close the gap for them and get over yourself. But before we go there, Sometimes it can be maybe not so fun topic for those who are listening, but I want to take you on a journey for just a little bit. And I know you trust me. So what I will do, Melissa, I'll ask you if just for a moment, just for a brief few moments, you can take a deep breath and close your eyes and really relax your shoulders, lean your shoulders back, feeling relaxing, opening your chest opening with your breath, connecting with your breath. And as you're sitting and relaxing, I want you to visualize that you are sitting on a beautiful beach in Portugal. And you are just playing with the little white shells there and the water, it's so beautiful and crystal blue. And the sun and the temperature is just so perfect. And you're smiling because as you're gazing into the depth of the waters, you can see a family of the dolphins there playing. And you're telling yourself how this can get even better. Is this paradise or what? And as you're relaxing in this moment, you see a little girl collecting the shells along the shore, running around and laughing. And she runs to you because you had such a beautiful collection of the shells collected there too. And she looks at you and she said, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. Who are you? 
What is the one thing you would love this little girl to know? Not what do you do, but who are you? The one thing that I would want that little girl to know is that all she ever has to do is be herself. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Why didn't you tell me this 36 years ago? Come on. Like, I, I, I didn't have the fairies telling me, Pythia, maybe they did, and then I forgot or was reprogrammed. But oh my goodness, that's so much truth in that. Imagine that. The only one thing that kids would learn from us, and I don't have babies yet, but if the one thing we can really teach them is that they're perfectly made for their purpose, they came to be here and to be themselves, like how much easier it would be, right? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't this world be already a better place just if we accept that we came here to be us? Mm. Yes. So why do you feel that this is the most important thing to really embrace? Because I think, well, I think it happens for both men and women, but I think that for women specifically, they spend so much time trying to be someone else or to make someone else happy. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so fascinating because I have clients all over the world, yet the one thing in common that I can hear from all of them is they were raised to nurture and please others and put themselves on the back burner. Like, I don't, you know, like, I don't see women to be raised. And now it's maybe changing. I have clients that are beautiful kids and they're very conscious parents. So I love that now. And you know, two, three decades ago, it was, you get to please others, you have to be the good girl, you got to be the good student, good daughter, good wife, you know, we get to be the good one. And then we disconnect from what is really good for us, because we don't even know ourselves. So how do you reconnect to that? Because there is so much conditioning, you know, around anywhere we look, the magazines listen social media right guilty of that who is not um comparing and looking at other people's lives and looking at really living in that gap and the scarcity of what we don't have instead of celebrating what we do have so how do you tap back into i am enough yeah for me the the struggle was really difficult when I was growing up and during my adolescence. Uh, my parents are both Portuguese and they brought those values into our home and we were just raised in very strict manners. Um, and so for a while I associated that and I always, we were taught, you always put everyone else's needs in front of your own. Whether it was food, love, our house is always open. It doesn't matter if you are not feeling that well. You always got up in the kitchen and cooked for someone else. You, it was always that way. So I think that when I got to maybe my mid-teen mid years, I really had no idea who I really was because I was always respecting my parents and what their wishes were. So I think that in my late teens, I struggled for a while understanding what my own values were yeah and i don't think i really understood them until my late 20s it took me that long <laughs> girl i realized it in my 30s so you were quite a faster than me it's like 
Yeah, my, my personal and spiritual development started maybe like a decade ago. That's when I embarked into these changes. But really realizing my core values and what I stand for, like unapologetically, three years ago. And I'm 36 now. So it's never too late. And I have clients that come to me and they're over 40, you know, and, and they are in transition. And I see so many women, many of my clients are like 25, 28, and I feel like they have the midlife crisis. They're like, listen, I have done all the right things. I should feel right. And I don't. What's wrong with me? They never question the outside world. They're questioning themselves. So, you know, I truly believe that when you can really stand in what you believe in, that's when you really reconnect with yourself. Well, I also think that there's now there's the societal standard. It's a blueprint expectations for how we should live. So a lot of people are still thinking, well, I haven't graduated from high school, gone to college, gone to graduate school, got engaged, married, kids. I have, right? <laughs> Nobody's, nobody actually adheres to that strict timeline of life anymore, but we still kind of have it wired in our head. So we still feel shame for not having progressed through those stages at the same point. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I know it's, it must be such a confusing time for so many young women, because the thing is, if you're older generation, many of them, they don't change much. It, it took me like eight years for my mom to start affirmations and journal. And, you know, now she's reading Tony Robbins, Louis Hay, Abraham Hicks. I'm so proud of her. When I was there like a year and a half ago, she had affirmations written with her like lipstick on the mirror. It's beautiful. But okay. I also stopped forcing her to change. You know, so I started to inspire people to change and I realized it's none of my business if people want to come with me or not, because it's so easy when my clients or my tribe are ready to come with me and they come with me because of me. I don't need to validate myself. I don't have to sell myself. I don't have to prove myself, but I got to this place, like I said, in a decade of daily self-development. So yeah. what are some of the things, Melissa, that women can, can do, you know, to, to realize what are their values and what do they stand for so they can start feeling more confident? Yeah, I think one of the simplest things that most, I mean, you and I know and people in the personal development field know, uh, but most people don't do is to actually sit down and journal what their, what their own values are, what, you know, what makes them happy, what disgust them and makes them want to run away, what fills their heart with so much love, you know, those are the things that are most important. And when you start to journal about those, I think you kind of like start to pull out interesting parallels of what makes you happy and also start to see where you're misaligned and what your value is conflicting, where it's conflicting with your own personal one versus your families or, or society even. Yeah, absolutely. So how does this play a role in being a perfectionist in a business? Uh, I, so many entrepreneurs, so many female entrepreneurs start, especially in the coaching industry, start with their passion. They've, they've experienced something in their life and that has turned into their purpose and they want to help women go through the same thing that they did, but at a faster rate and empower them with best tools. 
but they don't have the business acumen to actually run a business. So it's like they have this passion and purpose, but they don't have the other side of it, which is extremely important. And that's why I think so many coaches struggle and then they get stuck in the, well, I need to make sure that my copy is exactly correct and that I need to make sure that the font is, should it be 12 or 14 and should it be in pink or blue? I really don't know. <laughs> they get stuck in these insanely ridiculous things and they don't realize that they're doing it, but it's a perfectionist procrastination mm. of having to put themselves out there. So I think that that happens for so many female entrepreneurs, especially when they're first starting out and they don't see results right away because results take time. Mm. It requires consistency and consistently putting yourself out there and taking that messy imperfect action and then realizing that as you grow, your business is always going to grow as well. So that, <laughs> that copy that you just spent like four weeks creating is going to change in six months. Mm, oh my goodness. So much. Yes. I'm here like the, the little baby donkey with my head. Yes, yes, yes. I always say, as you go, you grow. What would like, when I look at like what I was creating when I started working for myself five years ago, and now it's a day and night. The first couple of years I was doing everything by myself. It's now that I have a team of 10 people, but when you start, you do everything yourself. You're changing the hearts like a crazy mad person, right? So it's really, I always say it's better done than perfect. You will improve only when you can create the momentum and it's it's so fascinating i remember and now when i look back of course it's like oh that's ridiculous and when i started like five six years ago you know i i created my website then i started to connect with people online and stuff and sometimes i would post like a quote on instagram and people are like your grammar sucks like this doesn't make any sense and for me english it's a third language i speak five languages so people when they come to me and they're like well it sucks it doesn't make sense first i shut down and then i had a gentleman who told me because i was doing like um it was like a connecting business course you know and networking and he told me He's like, well, nobody will take you seriously because you have grammatical mistakes on your website. And I'm like, uh, really? Is that, I'm like, would my clients really care? So, you know, like six, five years ago, I was like thinking about it now. I'm like, screw it. I would rather post a picture. I would rather post a blog that somebody can get inspired to take an action with instead of like, I'm not a doctor. I don't like, come on, surgeons has to be a little bit more precise than me with my grammar. I get that. But I'm transformational coach. I'm here to create changes. And if I'm stuck in my own bubble, like, oh, this should be this color and this should be this color. Like now it's so much easier because I am in the flow. You will never create the flow and the momentum if you're sitting and like you said, thinking about the phone, thinking about the freebie. Create it, launch it, learn with it, create another one. I created a um, course like a couple of years ago, Rise and Thrive. I loved it when I created it. And now when I was revisiting it uh, with my mentor, she was like, how do you feel about it? I was like, it doesn't click anymore. It's great, but it's not who I am today. So I'm creating Money Mindset Makeover because that's what my clients really need right now. 
And if I would be sitting and like, should I do this? Should I do that? You will be always stuck in your own way. So how do you deal with the inner critic, Melissa? Because we all know we have it. (laughs) We do. You know, and it's all about, as you were talking, I was like, action breeds more action. Like you have to take action because it's just, if you're not taking it, then what's going on is your fears are going on in your head. You told yourself some story. You don't, you're not good enough. You don't have an over experience. It's so interesting. My, my label, my story that I had told myself for so long was that I am a high school dropout. So I can't achieve success in that realm. And so what I actually did was I Googled <laughs> successful dropouts from high school and I found out that Simon Cowell had dropped out of high school. Um, uh, Richard Branson had was a high school dropout. Multiple billionaires and millionaires. And I was like, this, this label that I had told myself is not valid. It does not make any sense, you know? So you have to prove it wrong. You also have to take action, you have to flip the switch on yourself and stop looking at everything as so scary. And instead, it's like exciting, beautiful opportunities to live your best life and chase your dreams. I think that so many of us are scared. And then when we actually take action on the thing that scares us the most, we realize that it wasn't really that scary. Yeah, I always ask my clients, okay, what is the worst, 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 really worst comes to worst? Like, describe it to me, right? Tell me. And when they pass, they're like, oh, uh, okay, I see. But how often do we really ask ourselves, like, what is the worst comes to worst and worse and worse? Like, if you're working with me, you're freaking resourceful. You're not somebody who is going to be sitting and, and waiting for someone to save them. I attract only women who are resourceful and who want to change the world in one way or another. Nine out of 10 are right starting entrepreneurs. And it just turns me on. That's the kind of woman I'm attracting. So if you're working with me or if you are in personal development, you're not going to be sitting for somebody to save you. You take the full responsibility. You're not going to end up homeless for, you know, because one failed lunch or because you didn't get one new client this month. Great. This didn't work. Great. What can work? What else can I do? Like it's, it's like, it makes you stronger and wiser and Yes, it does. It does so much. I love it so much. I love it. <laughs> it is, it's so funny because now that both you and I are, have, are facing our fears and continually evolving and growing, we see that it's opportunities and possibilities to become more. And I believe that both of us are in agreement that we just want to help all other women see the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like, as I said, right at the beginning, when we start talking, Melissa, I am also in a place that I care, but not that much because when I started my business, I'm like, Oh my God, you need me. I can help you. Like I wanted to save everybody. And then I realized I didn't came here as a saver savior. You know, I came here as a role model, like this is me. This is what worked for me. I invest that a decade into my own growth and thousands and thousands. You want to come with me because I resonate with you. Great. But if I don't find somebody who is a heck yes for you, it's so important that we learn to trust our own intuition because your intuition will never guide you wrong. And even if 
it guides you somewhere because you get to learn the lesson, great. I get to learn the lesson that I'm just not employable anymore. I'm not suitable for a corporate job. And I, that's what I did my, my whole life, you know, like two decades almost. So it's really important to tap with, within with your intuition and trust it. Do you have, um, Melissa, do you have any like daily rituals that help you to stay centered and confident? Because taking a messy actions, it does require certain courage, confidence or craziness, like whichever we want to call it, right? The triple C. We, I, I believe that we all have a little bit of it, you know, yeah. to, to get where we want to be. But how do you, what are your daily rituals that help you stay really centered and confident? Yes. I meditate every morning, usually about 15 minutes. Every morning, ritually, um, I've been doing the, I'm doing a 21 day abundance challenge and I actually just started redoing it over again because it's like the most amazing thing ever. Was it with Deepak Chopra? Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I, I, I do his challenges too. Yeah. Oh God. The, just listening to his voice is so mesmerizing. Um, I'm so excited that I was able to, that I'm able to get back into the gym because that's like my grounding space. Mm, I need not that. Open yet. So oh, I'm yeah. working out at home. I, girl, I have a gym at home. I have a kettlebells and everything. I'm like, I'm missing kind of the heavy weights. Like, I don't yeah. know how I can push like hundred pounds here, you know, at home. I was like, I'll push my love, but... <laughs> Exactly. Like, that's what I'm so excited about being back in the gym. I couldn't get any weights. They were like sold out everywhere. <laughs> I know, but I was blessed enough that I used to be a personal trainer and I used to do works out at home. So I like my house, it's like built gym. I don't have any heavy, like, you know, equipments or anything, but I have bands and kettlebells and, and like the barbells, everything. So I'm grateful for that. <laughs> You're definitely lucky. Yeah. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm a block away from the beach. And one of my most calming things is I take my beach cruiser for rides all the time on a break. Like, yeah. Love that so much. And I know I'm manifesting it. Um, my, my next dream home is going to be somewhere by water. I just, I'm, I'm just a, like a water baby. I need water and the shower. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely so soothing for the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I just love this so much, taking the messy actions and really checking in with what kind of stories you're telling yourself, but also how to rewrite them, you know, like give yourself new evidence. That's so powerful. Like whatever it's your story, like for example, like I'm divorced, single mom. I cannot be successful. I am only 20 years old. I cannot be successful. I don't have a steady income. I cannot be successful. Or uh, artists are always like starving artists. I cannot be successful. Okay, whatever it's your story, what I want you to do, go and find the evidence that will prove you the opposite. Like Melissa did, high school dropout, great. What are some successful people? So find new evidence for your story. That's so powerful. Oh, love it. So what is the one last thing, Melissa, that you want her to know, the listener who is, you know, paralyzing herself with the fear of, you know, not being enough or fear of failure? What would you want her to know? Yeah, you know, when I was 
just officially starting to flip that switch in my mind and actually step into my business and own my power, I realized that it, I was thinking all the time with my ego and I was acting off of my ego. And so I always tell myself and I tell all of my clients the same thing is whatever you're doing, allow your purpose to be greater than your ego. Wow. Allow your purpose to be greater than your ego. What will happen when we do that? How do you distinguish, you know, if you're coming from place of ego, how does it feel like? When you're coming from a place of ego, that's typically the person who goes back and rereads something 12 times and, and is afraid to put it out there because they, they might face judgment or it's not going to be as good as someone else's copy who's been in the industry for three or four years or 50 years. <laughs> you know, it, When you allow your purpose to guide you, you remember why you started and you take inspired action off of that every single day and you show up without without thinking about your fear that you might have in that moment. You just honor your purpose. Wow. Love that. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Melissa. And I know you have challenge going on next week. I'm not sure if we will be able to launch this one at a time, but if people want to be connected, if women want to be continuing, you know, watching your journey, what is your favorite place that they can hang out with you online besides the beach in person? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on my website or Instagram. Everything is love your life community. And I actually do have a book that will be coming out in August and it's called Little Miss Perfect. Wow. Little Miss Perfect. How perfect. <laughs> love it community. Wow. So excited for you. I'm so proud of you. Like birthing a book. It's literally like a birthing baby. Everybody keeps asking me when you're doing your book. I was like, do you know how much is on my plate? <laughs> I'm always launching and doing something. I was like, book requires some time and some promotion. So let's wait for that baby a little bit. <laughs> so I'm super, super proud of you, Melissa. And I'm really, really excited for your book coming out because it's so Nita, thank you for everything you're doing and thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy that we connected. It's great to see your smiling face. <laughs>